bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensa Otobiel. And now, today's word. My message is titled, God is still working on you. God is still working on you. God is not finished with you. The year 2015 is ending, but God is not ending with you. Your life doesn't end, your dreams doesn't end, your purpose doesn't end at the end of 2015. You serve an eternal God who moves from age to age, from generation to generation. He's still the same. Uh, because many times as the year is coming to an end, people look back at their lives and they look at things they couldn't do. And things that they hoped they could achieve, they couldn't achieve. And sometimes it looks like all the years coming to an end, I couldn't do this. And it looks like that's the end of your life. No, God doesn't end working because the year has ended. He still keeps working. And there are some unfinished agenda that will be carried forward into 2016. And God will continue to perfect that which concerns you. And he is still working on you. And, and so I'm going to take you through a passage of scripture uh, that I believe will speak to you in Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. Jeremiah was a prophet of God, and God spoke to Jeremiah and gave him an instruction to go to a certain place. And God told Jeremiah that in that place, he, God, will speak to Jeremiah. And Jeremiah went to this place, and in that place, God spoke to him. I believe what God said to Jeremiah through the scriptures is still speaking to us today. And I pray that this word will lift you to the place where you belong, that it will reset your understanding of where you are on God's plan and on God's agenda. So let's hear the reading of God's word in Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. The word of the Lord, which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the porter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the porter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was mad in the hand of the porter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the porter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, came to me, saying, O house of Israel, and you can put your name there. Can I not do with you as this porter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the porter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. You can put your name there. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom, to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. 
Jeremiah was told to go to the porter's house. And when he went to the porter's house, he saw the porter working, working on a piece of vessel. And if you can imagine Jeremiah, probably he was very excited to see, oh, what a beautiful plate, what a beautiful cup or a flower vase that the porter is working on. And as he was admiring this great creation of the porter, he's looking on and all of a sudden something went wrong with the thing that was being made and it was messed up. It was mad, the Bible says. Something went wrong with the vessel. And Jeremiah continued to look on. He didn't turn from the porter's house. He continued to look on and right before his eyes, he saw the porter take that thing that has been messed up and recreate and build something new. And God said to Jeremiah, if the porter can do that to the piece of clay, I can do that with your life. I believe God can fix your life. That God is not finished with you yet. You are still being molded. There are a few things I want to bring to your notice from this passage. The first thing is that our lives are works in progress. Our lives are works in progress. The Bible says concerning the porter that he was making something at the wheel. He was in the process of doing something with the clay. He was making something. It was a work in progress. It was not a finished work. God is always in the process of doing something with our lives. And maybe when some of you hear about a porter, you may not know really what a porter is. Um, when you go to the porter, the porter is a person who makes pots, but he makes it with a wheel. And in the porter's house, there are a few things you would see. First is the wheel. The wheel is made up of a top plate which keeps going round and round and round and round and round. It keeps going round. And, and, and at the bottom of it, there is a pedal that the porter uses his feet to manipulate. And as he pushes the pedals, the wheels turn round and round and round and round and round. So that's one of the first things you see in the porter's house, the porter's wheel that turns round and round and round. The other thing you will see in the porter's house is clay. Clay is the raw material the porter uses to make what he's going to do. And, and, and the porter would pick a piece of clay and knead it, hit it, crush it. And the reason he does it is to make sure that every air pocket in the clay is released because if he doesn't release that, when they fire the clay after it has been molded, uh, the, the, the fire would crack it because of the air pocket. And sometimes the clay has other impurities, other materials in it like the roots of a plant or something like that. And the porter has to make sure that he takes all these things out. So you find clay. When the porter has the clay ready, he picks the clay and he hits the top of the, of the wheel because the clay must stick 
when it is being molded. And then the other thing you see in the potter's house is water, because water is what the potter uses to soften the clay. And then the potter will put his hand on the clay and work on it. So this is what Jeremiah saw. He saw the potter working on the clay. And the Bible tells us he was doing something. He was doing something. He was in the process of making something. He, the potter, is the one who molds the clay. Clay doesn't mold itself. The clay, as, as, as great as it is, cannot make itself into anything. The potter is the one who makes the clay. And he makes the clay with his hand. So he's in the process of working. His work is a continuous work. His work is not finished at one go. I have worked at the potter's wheel before. And, and I'm not a perfect potter. Uh, but I've done it before. And you don't just touch the clay once. And it forms. Neither do you just put your hand at only one point in the clay. You have to change direction, mold it. You have to work in different parts because you are shaping something very beautiful. And so God, when he works with us, that is what he does. His hand is on us. His hand is on us. And the wheel, the wheel of the porter represents times and seasons. In the times and seasons of life, things are going round and round and round and round. Like 2015, it has gone round and round and round. And that's the wheel turning. On that wheel is your life. And around your life is the hand of God. Now for some people, the wheel turns and they don't really know what's happening. But, but you can feel that although you don't know what's happening, you can tell God is doing something with your life because his hand is upon you. And so our lives are works in process. He's working with us. His hand is upon you. God is going on with you into 2016. His hand will still be upon you as the wheels turn. Because the wheel doesn't stop at the end of 2015. The wheel continues to turn in 2016. But you can be assured, the porter's hand is upon me. Somebody say, the porter's hand is upon me. If his hand is not upon you, you will spin and spin and spin and spin, but nothing will come out of you. You live through the time and ages, but nothing will come out of you. Being able to live through 2015 is great, but it doesn't mean much will come out of you. It is the hand upon you that determines the shape that forms out of you. It is the hand of God that is upon you. The porter has you in his hands. He's guiding you through the wheels of time. He has you covered. And no matter what happens, you can be sure that his hand upon you is for good and not for evil. God is working on you. You are a work in progress. Your life is not through yet. You are a work in progress. God is not finished with you. He's not ended his work. Your work is not ended. He's still working with you. That's the first thing I want you to notice. That God is working with us. 
The second thing you note from the passage is that things can go wrong with our lives. Our lives are works in progress, but sometimes things go wrong because in verse 4 we read that the vessel was marred in the porter's hand. The vessel was marred in the porter's hand. That word marred means it was messed up. It was destroyed. Something went wrong. So Jeremiah is looking on. The wheels are turning. Times and seasons are changing. The clay is on. The porter has his hand on the clay. And something goes wrong. Something goes wrong. It's very interesting. The clay hasn't left the porter's hand. He's still in the porter's hand. But something goes wrong. You know, sometimes people get a feeling that when something goes wrong, it means you are out of God's will. Sometimes God's hand can be upon you. You can be in the center of God's will, but something can go wrong. Job was in the center of God's will when things started going wrong in his life. The fact that things are going wrong in your life doesn't mean that God has abandoned you or that his hand is not upon you. Sometimes his hand is upon you, but something can go wrong. I don't know what went wrong. Maybe a stone in the clay couldn't be molded. Maybe something happened uh, and, and in the seasons, in the turnings. And all of a sudden, the thing that is being created is mad in the hands of the porter. The reality of life is that sometimes things go wrong. And for some of you, maybe in 2015, as the wheels have been turning, some things went wrong. For some of you, maybe your marriage went through difficulty, or your child went through problems, or your parents went through problems, or your career, you lost your job, or your business went through crisis, your finances blown out of gear. I don't know what has gone wrong. But don't let the wrong give you the impression that God's hand is not on you. God's hand is still on you. God's hand is still on you. God has not left you. The passage did not say that the porter left the clay or the clay left the wheel. The clay is where he must be. The porter is where he must be. But things are going wrong. Don't ever, ever see your trouble as a punishment from God. Yes, you go through trouble. Yes, you're going through crisis. Yes, things are not working the way they must be. But remember, God's hand is still upon you. He hasn't left you yet. He hasn't abandoned you to the wheel of time. He still has his hand on you. Because many times when people go through life and, and things get messed up, they think God has left them and they leave church or they abandon God and they say, I'm not going to worship God again. Well, if you're not going to worship God, whom are you going to worship? It is in your interest to stay where you are because if another porter comes, he may not know how to work with you then. And which porter are you going to ask for? There is a chief porter. His name is Jehovah. If you leave his hand, which one are you going to call for? So the clay doesn't leave. The clay is there. 
Something beautiful was coming out. And everybody said, oh, what a beautiful life. Oh, what a beautiful marriage. Oh, what a beautiful young man. Oh, what a beautiful young lady. All things are going on where everybody's praising you. And then all of a sudden, things start wobbling, 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 wobbling. You say, wow, what's going on? Two years ago, everything was beautiful. I was shaping up so nicely. What has happened? Where are you, God? He says, I'm still here. I'm still here. I've got you covered. I've got you covered. I've got you covered. But everything is collapsing. He says, I still have my hands on you. You are still in my hands. The enemy cannot take you from my hands. You are still in my hands. But things can go wrong. Temporarily, not permanently. You can have setbacks. You can go through the valley of the shadow of death. You can go through difficulty. Weeping will endure for a night. But joy will come in the morning. There is a time for weeping. There is a time for tears. There is a time for difficulty. There is a time for anxiety. There is a time when things don't seem to go right. And you say, God, but I've done everything you say I should do. I, I love you. I pray. I study your word. I'm living right. I'm living holy. I give. I tithe. I do everything you say I must do. Why is everything going on wrong? Because in the wheels of time, sometimes things go wrong. It's part of the wheel. The wheel would sometimes throw you wrongly. But the hand of the porter is still on you the hand of the porter is still on you God has not abandoned you he has not left you the devil told you you've been abandoned you are not abandoned people are asking you where is the God you worship he still has his hand on you People are saying, well, if you say God is a faithful God, why are you going through this? Well, I don't know why I'm going through this, but I know one thing. His hand has not left me. I like how David puts it. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of doubt, I will fear no evil. Why? Because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I just know, I feel your rod, I feel your staff, I feel your presence. I may not understand everything happening, but I still know you are with me and I will fear no evil. May I say to you, my friends, that God's hand is upon you. Someone said, well, well, what, what if, if I backslide? You can't backslide beyond God's grace. You can't sin beyond God's mercy. You can never, David says, where can I hide from your presence? If I go to the ends of the earth, you are there. If I dig deep to the bottom of the earth, you are still there. You can't hide from God's grace. His grace will pursue you and find you and pull you back. His hand is upon you. The day you say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you, he took it serious. He didn't just sit back and say, oh, you give my life, and so you, you can take it anytime you want. No, he says, you give, my, I give, you give my li your life to me, I take it serious. And from this day, I'm going to hold you. When you rebel against me, I'll still hold you. 
You blaspheme against me, I'll still hold you. You turn your back on me, I'll still hold you. You say you don't worship me again, I'll still hold you. You run and run and run, but I'm going to find you. Because my hand is upon you. The clay was messed up. But the hand of the Lord was upon it. The hand of the porter. That's the second point I want you to make to understand. First is that your life is a work in progress. Secondly, that sometimes things can go wrong even though you are in God's hands. Third is that God is able to repair what goes wrong. He's able to fix it. I like how the second part of verse 4 puts it. It says, so he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the porter to make. God is able to make you again. He's able to repair the damage. He's able to fix you. And I like how the verse puts it. He made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the porter. There are three things there I want you to pay attention to. The first is that he made it again. He made it again. He made it again. He made it the first time it was messed up. He made it again. Again means for the second time. Again means that he went back to what was lost and restored it. He made it again. God is able to make you again. He is able to fix you again. He is the God of the second chance. He is the God of the third chance. He is the God of the fourth chance. He is the God of the fifth chance. He will make you again. He will restore you again. If you were broken, he will lift you up. If you are rejected, he will accept you again. If everybody said this is the end of him, this is the last time we hear of him, God says, oh yes, that's what the man is saying, but I will make you again. I don't know what's gotten messed up in your life. Maybe 2015 messed you up or 2014 or another wheel, maybe 2012 or maybe 2010. One of those wheels just threw you out. Of, 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 of your space. But when Jeremiah was there. Observing this vessel. That has been mad. He saw the porter. Making it again. It's one of the greatest. Assurances we have as Christians. That God. Is able. To do it. Again. If he did it once. He will do it again. If he did it last two years, he would do it again. If he did it last ten years, he would do it again. If he has done it before, you can trust him that he is able to do it again. He's able to fix you again. He's able to do it again. He's able to repair you. I want you to lift up your hands to God for a moment. And I want you to talk to God and pray and just say, Lord, fix me. Lord, make it again. Lord, do it again in my life. Do something in my life. 
life, Lord. Fix me again. Repair my life. Rebuild my life. Restore my joy. Restore my hope. Lord, what was broken, Lord, fix it for me. Fix it for me. Fix my boy. Fix my son. Fix my daughter. Fix my father. Fix my mother. Oh, Lord, do it again. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. He made it again. He made it again. God will make you again. God will make you again. God will make you again. He will make your marriage again. He will make your business again. He will make your career again. He will make your Christian life again. He is able to make it again. And if you call upon him, he will restore. If you cry to him, he will reach out to you from heaven. And he will make you again. He will make you again. He will make you again. He made it again. Not only did he make it again. The second thing you note there is that he says he made it into another vessel. Not the same vessel that was messed up. He made it into another vessel. He did, he did something new with the vessel. He showed another side of his ability to the clay. The clay thought maybe the only thing the master can make is cups. I was a cup and I got messed. The master says where cup is messed, I can make plate. And I will show you that the same God who makes a cup can make a plate. And so cup is messed up, but plate is coming. Plate is messed up, but flower vase is coming. He made it again into something new. God doesn't just repeat himself. Great is his faithfulness morning by morning. New mercies, not old mercies. New mercies, new mercy, new mercy, new mercy. He made it into another vessel. You have no idea what vessel he's going to make out of you the next time. He said, Lord, I don't know how you can beat what used to be. But he says, when I do it, the latter wine is greater than the first one. The latter glory is greater than the former. God is able to beat what happened to you the first time. He's able to do something new in your life. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever say that my, I'm going to my past glory. You know, sometimes people say we, we have to get our past glory. I don't want past glory. Past glory is past glory. I want new glory. I want new glory. I don't, I, I don't want God to, to give me what used to be. I want him to give me what has not been. I want him to do something new in my life. He made another vessel. I believe that he's making another vessel with your life. He's making another vessel. He's doing something new. Yes, what you lost was beautiful, but he's doing something more beautiful. You, yes, what you lost was great, but he's giving you something greater. He made another vessel with it. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebill. Email 
otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.